Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong Giants fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Episode of Giant Cocktails. Once again, Bob, thank you for all your hard work this season. Rocking that awesome intro, episode after episode. Hardest um, working man in baseball. That's right. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Bob. Anyway, thank you, Bob. Yes, I am Ben Henry host of Giant Cocktails alongside my brother, the esteemed National League West Division champion, Longorian blast-hitting, wind-wall-conquering Captain Emeritus, uh, all-around good guy, Matthew Henry. I'm, I'm just going to have you come introduce me everywhere I go. Yeah, well, you know, what the people don't see is that I'm totally, like, the look on my face as I say this stuff. <laughs> You're right? trying to pull stuff out of the thin air, yes. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, what what BS, what lies can I say about this man now? Um, pain in my behind for my entire life. Uh, sometimes in my neck, sometimes in my head, sometimes in my nose, sometimes in my butt. A lot of times in my butt. Um, uh, Matthew. Yes. Do you prefer... Oh, man, I was about to say something really inappropriate. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you filtered yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew, question for you. Okay. What is your favorite cocktail besides the margarita? Oh, well, you know... um... That's a good question. I I have learned a lot about cocktails over the last 37 plus weeks of doing this show. In fact, I've created 37 cocktails and uh, well 38 if you count the one that I put out on Twitter that didn't make it to the actual show. And, <laughs> but but yeah, uh, the, great, the great missing recipe uh, scandal. The Wutasco Whammer or whatever it was called. Anyway, uh you know, there are a couple stand out. I I really like the Army and Navy. And and I actually really like the old fashioned, which is actually not a cocktail that I did on the podcast, but I you know, you you've got to kind of play around with an old fashioned when you're doing a podcast about cocktails. And and what I really liked about the old fashioned is that you can mix things up a little bit. You can do bourbon or rye or even other spirits as long as it kind of follows that, you know, sugar, bitters and and spirit right. kind of uh, template. And so I had a little fun with that. So I think those are the two that stand out to me. What about you? What's your favorite cocktail besides the whiskey sour? Besides the whiskey sour. Well, I am partial to the daiquiri. Quite, quite honestly, and um, and I do love a, a good old fashioned, 
I like I like as you say that there's a, so many different ways to make it. It's a great template for a cocktail, and you can vary it in so many different ways. So so that's why I like it. It's a good barometer for judging the quality of a bar and a bartender as well. So, um, but yeah, I like a good, smooth, simple daiquiri. Well, Bob probably has a question for you. Then. Well, I but before we do that, I do want to say I do want to say that this is episode thirty seven. 37. And today is actually October 30th, Saturday, October 30th, as we record this podcast. We will be uh, uh, showing up on our normal time on Monday. Uh, and and we are in the waning days of, of the baseball season. The World Series continues. But honestly, I'm barely paying attention. And just just I, checking in to see who won. Basically, that's it. And... Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, so that that's where we are. The Giants offseason began weeks ago, as we all remember. And and here we are with our, our, our one last show for this season. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about how the show is going to continue, uh, because continue it will, uh, at the at the end of this show. So so stay tuned and, and, and listen for that. But but yeah, so welcome to episode 37, Matthew. We did it. We did 37 it. 37 episodes. A full season. And as you say, we made we made oh, over seventy cocktails <laughs> between the two of us. I didn't even know there were seventy different types of cocktails before we started the show. So yeah, that's amazing to me. Yeah, it is amazing, and and we threw all kinds of crazy ingredients in there, like um, like uh, creme de cassis. Curd. Creme de cassis, elderflower liqueur, elderflower liqueur. That's right. Uh, things that I didn't know existed, and 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 they even have liqueurs made out of them. Uh, so so it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, and it's been a lot of fun, and what a great season that we had. But yes, I think I'm ready. I'm ready for the question. All right, Bob, hit it. What are you drinking? Thank you for asking, Bob. I mean, who would have thought? That you'd be asking me about what my cocktail is for today. Who would have thought? Uh, today, Bob. Today, Bob, I'm drinking a cocktail that I'm calling Dreams of Summer. And as I said earlier, my favorite cocktails uh, besides um, besides the whiskey sours is a is a daiquiri. And this is actually a, a winter daiquiri, a variation on the daiquiri, but it's it's got some winter flavors on it. Uh, hence the name. So it's it's a winter daiquiri. It's a daiquiri that you drink in the winter while you dream of baseball returning in the spring and summer. And uh, this one is two ounces of white rum with one ounce of lime juice, as you do in a daiquiri. Uh, and the simple syrup is not your standard simple syrup, but it is actually a ginger simple syrup. So it's basically simple simple syrup that where the the, the syrup has been steeped with uh, slices of ginger, and then strained, and so that gives it a nice little ginger taste. Uh, and then, on top of that, I have added some rosemary tincture drops to the cocktail to give it a nice little rosemary flair. And then the last step that I did is I actually took some of that, uh, you know, I guess we call it cinnamon, but I don't know really what it's called. It's like those logs, you know, those, the cinnamon logs. Cinnamon sticks. Right? Cinnamon stick, right. 
I took one of those and I snapped it in half and I lit one end on fire and then quickly blew that out. And then I let that smoke run and I just put a glass on top of that, my the, my cocktail glass, my coupe on top of that. So the smoke from the cinnamon stick collected in the glass. And then after I shook my cocktail with ice and then double strained it, I poured it into that cocktail. So it has a nice little smoky, cinnamony um hint to it as well and it is a a very it's a very appropriate cocktail for uh for the winter because it has all of these winter flavors in it but it at the same time it's a cold daiquiri so a cold winter cocktail um great for winter parties if you're looking for something that's a little bit off the beaten path and so that is my my send-off cocktail for the 2021 season dreams of summer a winter daiquiri. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It is a very tasty cocktail. This is one of my favorite recipes that I have made on my own. Not too crazy. Well, but, uh, I have to give you props on the smoke element. That's not something that we've done too much this this season. I, I know I think I tried it once. And yeah, that's something that that's kind of next level cocktail making there I'm, I'm, I'm impressed they actually have i've seen them on my instagram feed now uh these things that you can buy that like smoke your glass you set it on top of your glass and you light the top of it and it sends the smoke directly into the glass oh yeah it's a great it's a great way to add flavor and another profile to a cocktail uh, you also see liquid smoke appear in a lot of recipes mm. to get the flavor right into the cocktail itself but but smoking the glass yes a wonderful technique that yes you you told me about it. you did earlier in the season where you had wood chips. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have the fancy smoker though, so I think I, I need to kind of maybe elevate my game there a little bit. Well, that sounds really great. Uh, you know, so for my cocktail, you know, I mentioned that my favorite was the Army and Navy, and and one of the reasons that I really like the Army and Navy is because the sweetener in it is orgeat, uh, you know, which is an almond-based uh, syrup. And it's the primary sweetener in a Mai Tai and tiki drinks. Yeah. And that's kind of where it, it's probably most featured is in most tiki drinks. Uh, but I actually tend to like it when I find it in cocktails that aren't tiki-esque. And, and so tonight, actually, I am featuring a drink that I found called the Harvest Moon. And it is a simple three-ingredient drink, uh, starting with an ounce and a half of apple brandy a half ounce of lime juice, and a half ounce of orgeat. And you put that in a shaker with ice, shake it till it's well chilled, and then pour it into a chilled coupe glass and garnish it with a lime, and that's it. And what I really like about this is that it's very balanced, and the sweetness and the tartness are really balanced nicely. The apple brandy is not um, it's more subtle, I think, than, uh, you know, so it doesn't hit you in the face with this apple flavor, like maybe an apple jack or something like that. But uh, it's really well balanced. I did it because I was thinking more of a fall. You know, we're in the fall now. It's rained like crazy last week here. And I've been thinking about kind of drinks that would be good in the rain. And, and I'm not sure if actually this qualifies because it doesn't evoke that kind of, you know, warmth. But it actually ended up being a really tasty cocktail. And I thought I would bring it today. So that is what I'm drinking. Yes, and for those of you who do know, not rem know what orgeat is, here in the East Bay, we pronounce that ogre eat. <laughs> so if you may remember, that's ogre eat syrup um, that Matthew's drinking there. Uh, why it's called ogre eat if it's made from almonds, I don't know. 
<laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, that actually sounds really really lovely. I mean. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying about the Apple. I appreciate the fact that it was like, oh, yeah, you were expecting a little bit. Sometimes that happens, right? You were expecting more of a, a a very earthy, warm, you know, toned cocktail, and and instead you get this very bright kind of like, yeah, um, you know. Um, but sometimes that can be a good thing. You know, winter doesn't just have to be about um, all dark and gloomy and you know, despair, right? No. It's, it's like, you know, it's not, it's not just all about atmospheric rivers dumping, you know, gallons of rain on us because in fact, you know, California needs the rain. It's, it does. And I'm not complaining. Right? I just, you know, I thought I fall, you know, apple picking and orchards and apple pies. And right. I just was thinking that that's what I was going to be, be experiencing. And it wasn't at all. Wasn't it's not. It is a very good cocktail. So it just wasn't right. uh, what I was going after. I was looking at other fall type oriented themes. In fact, I almost uh, tried a pumpkin spice, old fashioned or something like that. But I didn't want to see you like blow a, bl- a vessel. I definitely know? would have lost my mind. <laughs> It would have been it would have been you and Gabe Morales sitting next to each other on the bench. One of you say holding a sign around your neck. You know those signs that they put around dogs' necks and then put into memes? oh the shame the sh- uh, the, cu- yeah, the, yeah, shame the shame signs. signs. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Gabe Morales's sign would have said it wasn't a ch- it wasn't a swing. Yes. And yours a sign would have said I tried to put uh, pumpkin spice into I, my old fashioned. I, I did. I did pumpkin spice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, uh, nobody should be getting on the pumpkin spice bandwagon. <laughs> I, I there there actually is a pumpkin spice margarita uh, recipe out there, and uh, I won't do that to you. Though. I know there is. Of course there is. <laughs> of course there is. Oh man! Because they put pumpkin spice into everything. Well, and I got to tell you, I I I'm a devout. Starbucks lover, but I have never had. I've actually, well, no, it's not true. I've had one pumpkin spice latte just to see what I was missing and mm-hmm. and realize that I really wasn't missing anything, and so just no. went back to my normal. No, mocha. no. I, I mean, you know, it's not just Starbucks that makes those things. First of all, right? It's everywhere, all the time, constant. And uh, and for a second there, I thought you were going to say, you know, I'm a devout uh, pumpkin spice fan. Oh. I was just going to be like a uh, relationship. Over. <laughs> I mean, I like my pumpkin pie. Don't get me wrong. But. Uh, hey, pumpkin pie is great. Pumpkin pie is great. I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of pumpkin pie, but I understand where that puts me in the minority. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, as I was going to say, winter is not just about misery and doom and gloom and not having baseball. Because one of the things that you can do during the winter is dream about the next baseball season and how great your team is going to be and it is a, it is strangely for baseball fans a great time of hope that's right right it's a time for us all to sit there and wait eagerly by the radio as a family we huddle by our RCA radio and we all <laughs> we all listen intently for news about our team and what they've done to get better. It's a great time uh, to, to talk baseball. That's what winter is for. It's time for us to reflect and then also put on our, our general manager hats and all pretend that we are Farhan Zaidi, although none of us can be, clearly. 
and and think about what our team will become in in the future. And and that Matthew, this in our final show for the 2021 baseball season, that is what we're going to be talking about today. Today, we are going to be talking about the defending National League West division champions, San Francisco Giants 2022 roster. What's it going to look like? Who's going to be out there? Are they going to be able to win 107 games again? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go on record and say no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do the under on that one, too. I'm going to do the under one on that one, too. That does bring up a good point. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, expectations will be high, I think, amongst the Giants fans. And and oh, you better believe it. You better believe it. I, I Giants fans are expecting another division title next year. Yeah. Well, and and, and I get the feeling I, it's, it's that anything that anything less than ninety five wins next year will be like a to- anything less than a hundred wins, and Giants fans are gonna be like the sky is falling. Right. It's uh, <laughs> it's. I think we've we've created a monster. I. I think we have created a monster, and I think the monster has showed up a couple years earlier than I anticipated. But right, you know, it's not 2024. Reminder: it is not. It is not 2024. And you know what? Good. We should have high expectations. Yes. You know, I mean, we are we we're lucky. Ever since they built the brand new ballpark, the economics for this team has changed, and and we should have high expectations. This is a team with a winning history and as San Francisco Giants fans we should expect our team to be competitive every year and if it's not we should complain that's I, I think that's our prerogative right and uh, and I think we should have high expectations I fully expect the Giants to win the National League West division next year I look at the roster and all of the people leaving it and I wonder how they're possibly going to do it but that's not my problem to solve. It's only my problem to conjecture about. Well, let's conject. So, Matthew, let's conject. Churize. <laughs> I don't even know what the word is, but let's let's figure this out. So let's play. Let's put on our Farhan Zaidi hat and and look at. I think you know the well. There are there are four key areas of a baseball team, right? You've got the outfield, the infield, starting pitching. And relief pitching. And the fans. And the fans. Okay, so they're five. And the, and the podcasts, right? That's right. That's what you're going to right. Well, they're bringing back so, you know, a great podcast, I hear. So that's uh, that's good. So, Oh, but, yeah? Pavlovich and, and Piper <laughs> are coming back? Sponsored by <laughs> some fast food joint next year. I don't know. Sponsored by uh, 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 Schwendies. <laughs> uh, McDonough's? That that's good. That's, good. that's great. Right. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. All I'm right. Well... So let's start. Let's start one of those places. Let's start in the outfield, because I feel like there's going to be some movement there. Uh, just you know, so looking at the the roster for next year, so we know that Bryant is a free agent, probably uh, may or may not come back. Who knows? But I, I'm if I was putting my money on it, I would think not. I, I uh, and actually, honestly, comparing him to some of the other free agents that are out there, I would. I would rank him as maybe the third or fourth option for uh, free agent signing in the outfield. Honestly, uh, wait, 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 wait! You're you're leading off, and you're just gonna casually just throw that out there? Well, I, I'm just thinking out loud because I feel like, I mean, Chris Bryant didn't exactly knock our socks off, you know, since his arrival uh, in in early August, and and I just I feel like you know he didn't play great defense at third. 
he played pretty decent outfield, uh, but I just, you know, I think overall it seemed like a lot of his hits were not of the timely nature. Uh, you know, they're just, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't overwhelm me. I think he underwhelmed me, I guess is the way I should say it. And, and, uh, I was expecting more. And, and so I think, you know, with that said, you need to go out there and look at your alternatives and we can get into that. But I think, you know, uh, for one, so I just want to start off with my assumption is that Bryant won't be back. And I don't think that Alex Dickerson will be back. Uh, he's, you know, just, he would be too expensive to be a left-handed pinch hitter off the bench, which is kind of what he became at the end of the year. And, you know, I think he's slated to make over $3 million next year. And you just, that's just too much money for a role player like that when you could do that with Duggar, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and so, so I think he's gone. And then I think, speaking of Duggar, Duggar and Slater are both out of options, which means that they've got to stay on the major league roster next year, which is something neither of them has been able to do so far in their major league career. And they've been a really great, like, quadruple A, you know, uh, fill-in in the majors kind of player, but haven't really taken the next step into a regular. In fact, you know, Wade Jr. probably vaulted, well, not probably, he did vault over them in terms of uh, pecking order in the Giants outfield uh, order. And so, so I think one of them, if not both, are gone uh, next year. And, uh, and if I had to put my money on it, it would be Slater that was gone. Uh, mainly because Duggar, uh, I think, is still um, cheaper than than Slater, and Slater might earn more in in arbitration. So I just uh, that's my so in my mind, I'm thinking you know we've got four outfielders that are probably well, at least three. We got Wade Jr., Darren Ruff, who I think that they will bring back uh, because of so much what he provided uh, not only against left-handers but actually hit right-handers pretty well as well. And, and I think that Yaz, obviously, will be back. And then um, if Duggar and, or Slater are back, then you've got, you've got four guys that can play the corner outfield spots and center. Uh, but I think they really need a starting everyday outfielder. And my mind is center field, like a Starling Marte. Okay, before we get into the who they bring in kind of stuff, like let's I, I just want to recap here. So so first of all, like let's talk about who was in the outfield just very quickly this past season. It, you know, it was it was Mike Yastrzemski was nailed down pretty much in right field or center field on occasion. But after that, it was very much um a merry-go-round, right? I right. mean, it, it it changed constantly as 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 a lot of different things happened, as people got hurt, as people emerged. And, but yes, we saw Alex Dickerson out there, who was, I think, what, our starting left fielder. Um, and uh, Mike Yastrzemski was a starting right fielder on opening day. Who started in center field? Hmm. You look that up, Matthew, while I talk about the rest of these names. So, and then, yes, Austin Slater and Steven Duggar both made appearances. And then also Darren Ruff and and Lamont Wade Jr. You know, um, Darren Ruff was with the team from the very beginning, and and Lamont Wade Jr. established himself, you know, about a, a third or almost almost halfway through the season, as a as a go to guy. But I really think of like I want to put Lamont Wade Jr. and Darren Ruff to the side because I yes they're both uh, outfielders and they can both play the outfield. Um, reasonably well and Lamont Wade Jr. can play it very well but they're also both viable at first base so I I think we need to talk about that position a lot so so I kind of want to put the two of them to the side 
I, I think the one sure thing, as you said, that we know that next year we can count on is Mike Yastrzemski. Mike Yastrzemski is going to be back. He can, You can pencil him in as your starting right fielder. Yes, in a lot of ways, he had a down year this year, but the man still hit, what, 25 home runs? He was a huge part of the lineup. He wasn't the star of the team the way he had been the previous two seasons. But in a lot of ways, that's a good thing, right? Because other guys just rose above and had bounce back seasons and and kind of took the pressure off of Yastrzemski. And, and and allowed him to have a little bit of a down year, and they still won 107 games. I think Mike Yastrzemski is a huge part of the team, and I think we know that he's going to be in the outfield. But I think, as you say, that's really the only sure thing. Like, I agree with you that Alex Dickerson is probably not going to... Uh, they're probably not going to make him an offer. They're probably just going to release him rather than going through the arbitration process. Um, I do think the, the same is true for Austin Slater, uh, Duggar's under contract. He doesn't have any options left, but they don't have... I don't believe he's arbitration No, eligible. he's not. Yeah. And and in my mind, he's the best defensive outfielder in the organization right now. Uh, at least of those that is major league ready. So so I, I think Duggar will start the season with the Giants as... Um, as their fifth outfielder, or perhaps even, you know, um, well, yeah, as their fifth outfielder, because he's got to be on the major league roster. Right. Um, but a couple of uh, other guys that are out there that that were injury um, situations that that names that you haven't mentioned yet are Jalen Davis, right? Yep, that's who, right. Yep. Who who is twenty seven years old, right? And I believe is also out. Of, does he have one option left, or is he is he out of options? Uh, Jalen Davis has one option left. Okay, so that's interesting. So Jalen Davis, I think, is definitely part of the mix then. And then there's Luis Gonzalez. Now, who's Luis Gonzalez? Yes, who's Luis Gonzalez? Luis Gonzalez is the son of the other Luis Gonzalez, the guy that had a World Series winning... What was that? It was like a bloop. <laughs> he had a World Series winning hit in Game 7 against Mariano Rivera. And if you go back and watch the highlight and you watch where that ball lands, you're like... What is that? How does that ball get there? I think in today's baseball, that ball never lands there. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the third baseman who has moved over to the other side of the shortstop catches that ball right behind second base. But anyway, that Luis Gonzalez, he had a son. And that kid plays baseball. He used to play baseball for the Mariners, but he got hurt. And then the Mariners tried to sneak him through waivers or something. And Farhan Zaidi was all over that stuff and claimed him. Ah. And so he had torn labrum surgery. Um, and so he'll be out for much of the season, for a big portion of the season. But this guy's got great ability. Like, he was highly, highly ranked within the Mariner system. A lot of people were absolutely stunned when they waived him. And I think the Mariners thought they were going to sneak him through. Hmm. And the Giants were like... One of the last teams, I think, I think, because the Mariners and the Ameri the Giants were probably the last team that could have claimed him. I like it. I don't know. I don't because they they would have been in first place at the time in the National League, and that means the Giants were literally the last team that could have claimed him, and they did because they had spots on their forty man roster to hold him. So he's there. 
Um, and so, so there's a name that needs to be considered and you need to account for because that's a move that they made. It was a Farhan Zaidi special, but okay. All of that is really, I'm, I'm really dancing around the big bomb that you just let off with so casually. <laughs> so the outfield, there's a lot of things that we need to talk about. And I think it's obvious that they're not going to take a, a tender about Chris Bryant, but let's really go into deep on, on Austin Slater. <laughs> What, Matt? You don't think they're gonna give just just no on Chris Bryant? You just just no. I I think there's a possibility, but I also know that he's a Boris client, and Boris doesn't do anything early, right? I mean, he will wait until February uh, to to sign. By Boris client, Matthew means a sports agent. Yes, super agent Scott Boris, who's notorious for being a hard. A negotiator often waits for his clients to be the last to sign. Uh, general managers are known to hate Scott Boris, and uh, and fans of star he gets players a lot of money for are known to hate Scott Boris because yeah. he does stuff like that. And and so I just I feel like there's a lot that has to go right for the Giants to resign him because I don't think the Giants can afford to wait around while some of these other top free agents get get signed they need to take care of business and so i just for that reason alone i feel like it's a long shot for bryant to come back uh i also just in hearing like you know when you talked about zaidi you know when you heard zaidi talk about at the end of the season about his priorities he, he was honest that that bryant was gonna take his time and do what and you know he would say things like well he deserves it he's he's achieved he's a he's a he's gotten that right to do that, and and I, I feel like reading between the lines, it was okay. We're we're just not going to play that game, and so I just don't think he's coming back, and and I don't think I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I feel like he he uh, you know he's not the best option for the Giants. Well, I think you know I'm playing devil's advocate. Yes. Okay. Yes. Look, look, we all know what I wanted during the trade deadline, and it wasn't Chris Bryant. <laughs> Okay, look, Chris Bryant was a good giant. He had some big hits. Uh, he played well in the National League Division he series. Did. He hit. He did well, well in, the, in the. And he was one. Of, he was one of the few people who did. And so I have nothing against the man. I think he's a great player, and I and I would love to have him on the on the team. I have just never felt like he was the guy that they should have gone out and gotten. Uh, I don't think it, he was the guy that that we should go out and spend a ton of money on resigning. Just, just, yeah, no, I, 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 I am not. I don't know. I'm not one of these guys that's swooning over Chris Bryant. Well, um, yeah, yeah. You know, so I agree with that. Can I can I, uh, can I go back and answer your question about who the starting uh, outfield was on opening day? Because it does shed a little light on something here. Or actually, it raises another okay. question. So our sure. right fielder was Jastrzemski. Our left mm-hmm. fielder was Slater. And okay. our starting center fielder was Mauricio Dubon. Who is also on the 40-man roster, who is also out of options. Uh, going into oh, next year. So there's another guy that the Giants have to figure out what to do with because it does play their their roster flexibility has been uh, a hallmark, right? They rely on these guys with with uh, <laughs> yeah. options to be able to switch back and forth. That's why Wade Jr. bounced back and forth and really helped when when he was needed. And it was a big part of this. Totally. Team. And so when you don't have that flexibility, I just I just I, I think it's going to force the Giants to make some moves uh, that you know. And then there's Heliot Ramos, who 
is going to be added to the 40-man roster because they need to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. He has to be. Right? right. So, so then, you, and we know if you're on the 40-man roster... If you're on the 40-man roster, you're on the Major League roster. Yes. I yeah, mean, I mean, that's, that's what we so, saw this so, year, right? So, I mean, yeah. and... So San Francisco Giants fans, Elliot Ramos will make his San Francisco Giants debut next year. It is now a known fact because he has to be put on the 40-man roster because he is Rule 5 draft eligible. Obviously, he would be drafted. So the Giants are going to have to protect him by putting him on the 40-man roster. And if you're on the 40-man roster, at some point you're going to be on the 26-man roster. So therefore, Elliot Ramos will be making his debut in 2022. Right. And there's cool. and there's somebody's roster spot that he's going to take, right? That's a Duggar or a Slater or even a Dubon, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I, I do think that that is that is super interesting. I think we're going to see a lot of I, I think the long and short of it is in the outfield. We're going to see a lot of people moving around. I think I do think that Luis Gonzalez, Mike Yastrzemski will both be there because I don't think they made that move on Gonzalez uh, just to just to jettison him. Sure. Although, you know, uh, they've done I that in the say, past. So, they've, yeah. they've made moves and then realized, OK, it wasn't. Yeah, that's uh, fair. That's fair. So I yeah, I would say I would say Yastrzemski is probably your only sure thing right now in the outfield. Yeah. Seems like. Seems like it. Uh, you know, but I think you're looking to the free agent list. I mean, there's some names on there that I would just love to see in a Giants uniform. And All right. All right. All right. Tell me give me some of these Okay, names so that my top can, 2. I, I can shoot them. Yeah, so you can, can shoot, shoot them down, down, Mr. Pessimist. Okay, so my top right. 2. Yeah. Uh actually I have I have 3. So Starling Marte uh, your great all-around center fielder would fill a huge need in the in center field. Had an ama- a really good offensive season this last year. I think he'd be a great fit. A fantastic. I think season. he would be a great fit. He will be expensive, but I, you know, why not? Right? Why not go for somebody like that? Uh, then there's Nick Castellanos from the Reds. Uh, another guy who had an amazing year, 309 average, you know, 576 slugging, 34 home runs. I mean, why wouldn't you want a guy like that, right? And then there's Michael Conforto from the Mets, uh, who had a similar uh, big season. And I think that there's, there's three guys out there that are immediate upgrades over anybody that we have. With the maybe you know, yeah, Stremsky and his and when he's at his best, maybe could could do that. But I think those three guys would automatically start for the Giants. And you know, I'm not saying we're getting all three, but I would like to get one. I, and and I don't think that that's um, too much to ask, Farhan. <laughs> yeah, Farhan, not too much to ask. Oh boy. Uh, Okay, so 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 Starling Marte, uh, Nick Castellanos, and and Michael Conforto. Okay, one of these really stands out above the others to me, and um, and for a couple of reasons, and he's not the youngest of the three, but I, I do like guys who are younger. Starling Marte, Star, uh, I, I think, uh, is a great addition. He's, you know. I don't know. I mean, I, I th- the, the Giants of this year really threw me. They really threw me. Like, I used to be a guy who was like a, a four-year contract max and and don't sign anybody for these uber super deals who's over the age of 32. Right. Right? Like, if they're 33 or older, then just don't – do not pump millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into this player, please, because you're going to end up regretting it. That's always been sort of my mentality. This this year, I, I have no idea what to think about that anymore. Like, I don't know what what has happened or what's going on. They're serving I, I the just, fountain I of youth in the Giants clubhouse. 
yeah, you know, and as a longtime Giants fan, that makes me nervous. I, I you know, I just, I, I don't know. But anyway, the, the point is, is that, like, I, I I think normally in the past, Starling Marte would have made me nervous because of his age. He He's 32. He'll be going into his 33-year season. He's probably going to want four years. He's probably going to want, what, 100 plus million? Right? He's going to want a, just a boatload of money. Yeah. He's going to want to have $25 million a year, I think. Uh, and and it's just a huge, huge chunk to take for somebody who's 32 years old. So not my favorite, but man, the guy had a great season. And yes, oh my God, so flashy in the outfield. Uh, it just, I think Giants fans would love the way he plays. Yeah. Um, I don't know though. Is he? He's a little. He's a little over the top. He's a little over the top. You you, you think that he's is, too flashy is, for the Giants? Is he a club? I, I, I he's not too flashy for right. me. He's not. He's definitely not too flashy no. for me. You I like Jazz like Chisholm, and you I like, like me, I like Jazz Chisholm. I like Fernando Tatis. <laughs> quite honestly, I like that kind of player. Yeah. I love that kind yeah. of player. Does, I don't know that he fits. No, in I, can you imagine Giants, sitting next though. to Buster? Oh my god! <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And and so so I do wonder about that. I, I but I have that same concern about the guy that on this list on that list that I really like, which is is as Nick Castellanos. Yeah. That's my favorite because that guy is going to hit a boatload of home runs in this newly configured uh, ballpark. Nick Castellanos, and he's 29 years old. He'll go. Be, he'll be going into his 30 year. Um, that's the one that I would really like to see uh, of just a right-handed power bat of the of the of the three batters. He's the most power. He's the biggest power bat of the three. You. you I, I'm with you. I'm on the Nick's. I'm on the Nick Castellanos bandwagon. Thank you. Yes, give me that. Yes, give me some of that. Michael Conforto, left-handed, uh, left-handed guy. You know, I mean, like you know, and and not a real power hitter. Um, you know, fine. I don't know. I, part I part of me feels like though anybody that goes to the Giants becomes a power hitter. So I just you know, part of me feels like there's there's. It could be that. Yeah, that could be true. That could be true. You could be totally right. Anybody who comes to the Giants. But but you're right. We've hitter. got Wade Junior. and we've got we've already got uh, Yaz as left-handed. You know, kind of semi-power off the, you know in the outfield. Yeah, and that's so he may not be a perfect Marte fit. and Conforto are both lefties. So that's really why like Nick, Nick Castellanos and my eyes go to like I'm like yeah saucer size. <laughs> you know, I'm like yeah, give me some of that. Give me some of that. Um, yeah, I, 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 of those three, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm big on Nick, Nick Castellanos, and the other ones, I, I just. How I, about a dark horse? I, dark horse, Chris Taylor. <sighs> that guy. <laughs> Could you root Hate for a Dodger? Hate that guy. <laughs> I mean, we were rooting for Alex Webb. I mean, Alex Wood. Hey, yeah. look, after Oral Hershiser became a giant, I have blocked that from was, my memory. I have anymore. blocked that from my memory. I have no recollection of him ever being a giant. Honestly, like I just. <laughs> Like, like I see it in the block scores. I see it like that he actually was a giant, but I just I have blocked that from my memory. I have like PTSD or something. What about this? The, Dusty Baker is a Dodger. Did you do you remember that? I vaguely do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know we don't remember. Right, that, but, but I that remember looking at his baseball ago. card as a kid. Yes. That, uh... Yeah. Oh, speaking uh... of Dusty Baker, just a side note that I thought was really funny. Um, somebody tweeted out. I, I retweeted it on on our Giant Cocktails account. It made me laugh. Was that Dusty Baker has played in or managed two point five percent of all Major League Baseball games? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? 
<laughs> That's what the tweet that was. That hardly seems possible. I, yeah, I did not fact check that one, but it was it was from a like a stats like tweet thing, and it just made me laugh. I could just picture Dusty going, "What the WTF, man?" Like I just <laughs> like like all. Does he want to feel old? Because now he feels old. <laughs> now he feels old. I I mean. How is that even possible? How many baseball games are there in a season? Well, 162, right? And he's, what, times 40 30, years, right? 30 years? I don't know. At least 30. Well, what's, what's 162 times 30? I can't do math. I don't know. Uh, all right. I'll do it. It's uh, 4,860. Uh, 4,860 divided by 162, because that's the max games that you can manage. Uh, sorry, 162 divided by the other way. Wow, that's, that's yeah. If you manage every game, you're in 3% of the games every year. So that's definitely possible. Oh, my God. I I, I don't know. I don't know because there's, there's a whole lot of baseball games that happened before he was born. <laughs> so I question that stat, but it's not crazy. The math there is not crazy. That's mind-boggling. Wow. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, we digress. So we do digress deeply. Okay. The, deeply. And, the, and then the, the one uh, thing that we have not mentioned as we as we wrap up this outfield discussion is the Farhan Zaidi, like uh, just pull something out of the hat kind of move. Okay. Because literally every season he just like does some little move. And, you know, trades away some pitcher that he's, you know, that everybody was high on to get a guy that nobody thinks mm-hmm. has power and he becomes Wade Jr. Uh, you know, he just does things like that. So I just feel like there's always that possibility, right, that he's just going to buy low on somebody and turn him into the next Lamar. Oh, Wade yeah. Jr. Okay. So you're saying you're saying the magical buy low um, and then play high. Let's call it that. Sure. Yeah. I- buy low, play high model. The, the Mike Yastrzemski. Yes, the Darren the Ruff. Jr., the, you know, the Darren I mean, Ruffs. The okay. lame list goes okay. on and on, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, well, okay, so so this is, here. here's here's what the record, here's what it could be. Mike Yastrzemski in right. Okay. Uh, uh, big free agent signing in center, which I would be okay with because I think the Giants, this is the right year for the Giants to start doing big free agent signings. Yeah. Because as the as the as the minor leagues get ready to start producing guys like Ramos and Luciano and Bailey and Will Wilson and as these guys start coming up, I, I think this is the time to start signing some of these early contracts that will be still in effect as those guys come up. Yeah. So that guy's let's say center field, quote unquote. And then in left field is the Farhan Zaidi special. That's what you're yes. saying. And and also Darren Ruff and, Wade, and Lamont Wade exactly. Jr. Yes. rounding that out. But those guys both can also help us at first base, which means <laughs> should we talk about <laughs> should we talk about the infield now? Does that Matthew? mean we have to talk about Brandon Bell? Do you Bell? want to move to the, do you want to move do you want to move to well I don't know are you too afraid? I'm I'm I'm, I'm um, you too afraid to talk about the captain? I am not ready. To mm-hmm. admit the captains, I should say, because because as we all know, there's there's the captain, and then there's there's the real captain. <laughs> okay, but I, yes. Yeah, so as far as Brandon Belt. Okay, so we're going to the we got to go to the infield, hey, yes, folks, because that's we're transitioning to the infield yes, now. You know, we, we just finished our conversation about the outfield. We're now going to the infield. The infield is now we're gonna st- in play. So we're now going to talk about 
first base. Yes, because as you mentioned, Wade Jr. and Ruff could be fine and have been fine uh, additions over at first base. They have played... That could be first base That could be first base, but then it diminishes the outfield uh, flexibility that they had. So... Well, one of those guys you just pencil in as your first baseman, and one of them is your fourth outfielder, and then you can add a fifth outfielder. Yeah, no, I, I see that, and and you may be right. I just, I, uh, I think, I think one of the things that worked so well for us was having that flexibility, and when you when you lock one of those two into first base, and it, it limits some of the flexibility that we have. But I know I'm not... another guy that could play first base. Who's that? He didn't play first base at all last year, but he could do it. I've seen him do it in the past. Okay, and, you know, there's a young buck he might need to make room for. But we're not we're not at home plate yet. We're still at first base. Okay, yes, yes, because I got some thoughts on that too. But uh, yeah, so the big question mark at first base is you know because I, I think or maybe that young buck could play first base. Sorry, yeah. sorry, keep going. All right. all right, well, let's look at the four infield positions: first base, second base, shortstop, third. Out of those, the only lock. Like right now, is is Brandon Crawford, obviously to I mean he plays lefty righty no matter what he's playing Correct. every day, right? Yep. Everyone else is kind of subject to the whole platoon thing, including Longoria, because I think at the beginning of the season of this year, you and I talked about how we knew it. We were like, he's going to be he's going to be he's going to be terrible against uh, left handers or right handers, and he's going to only you know come off the bench and play against lefties, and of course. He had a good year, but then you look deep into his numbers, and he did not hit right-handers very well this year. Correct. You and I were essentially right, but it was just the injury thing and all that. that yes. Out the way it is. Here's the thing, though. Even at his age, he is still the best defensive, even with Chris Bryant on the roster, still the best defensive. Uh, absolutely. And that, that plays a big part of it. I think we focus on the bat so much, but we saw that whenever there was, like, Flores was playing mm-hmm. third, or Bryant was playing third, or even LaStella, I think, had a cup of coffee over there you know yeah. it was not the same level of play as when yeah, Longoria I think we was. underestimated his 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 defense and and Evan Longoria at third base is by far and away the Giants best third baseman yeah yes. okay Even so let's just age. let's just say for argument's sake the Longoria is locked in next year to third base okay yeah. uh because I, I mean I did look there's not too many left-handed hitting third basemen out there that are worth really kind of like because i mean if you're getting a left-handed right, third baseman got, they're playing the majority of the games right i mean because and you just much- so everybody's clear let's just quickly run over like under contract for next year on the 40-man roster evan longoria um the um his final year uh, right of- his final year he he's only going to cost the giants 14 million dollars he's getting paid 19 but five of that's coming from tampa bay uh, Jason Vossler, Brandon Crawford, Tyro Estrada, and Tommy Listella. Those yes. are all under contract. Darren Ruff is arbitration eligible. Uh, the Giants have a $3.5 million option on Wilmer Flores. And they're going to exercise that, right? I mean, right. And that could be third base right there, right? Could, could be. be. Yeah. Longoria I mean, he, you know, he's. And so, you know, we, we also learned that Listella had surgery on his Achilles this last week. And so he won't be ready until about halfway through spring training, uh, you know. End of February, they said. End of February. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, you're, you're hoping that he recovers and comes back. And, and maybe that had something to do with the fact that he wasn't quite the player that he was uh, in Oakland and in, and in Anaheim. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like he still got some more to show us. But then... So that could be an upgrade opportunity at second base uh, if you're looking for, you know, there's there's Marcus Simeon, there's there's some there's some big names out there and that could come in and play second base. 
there you got some shortstops. You got, you know, that could maybe, you know, if you really want to swing big, you know, that maybe could uh, could could play second base. Oh yeah, you'd have to convince them to play second right, base. Right, right. Yes, I was um, like, what are you smoking, Matthew? And then, well, you pay somebody enough, maybe they would do that, right? But I, I think, but yeah, yeah. Sure, but you don't have to pay a second baseman that much. So maybe that's a bad idea. But I think you know the, I just, my point is is that there is some moving parts, and I oh, one of the things we didn't talk about is I just don't think Donovan Solano is going to be back. He's uh, a free agent, and so I I think that uh, they need to fill in that second base role which could you be know, Tyro Matthew, Estrada as, uh, Matthew as your brother I got I got I got I got to call timeout here listen here listen okay on when we were talking about the outfielders it's it's clear to me there's some emotional stuff going on here <laughs> when we were talking about the outfielders you just came in and you were just like Chris Bryant's out hate that guy just nah can't believe we ever got that guy whatever <laughs> I'm not sure that's exactly you're, how you're, I phrased you're it you're dancing but... around here we're on the infield and your emotions are not letting you talk about the real problem. The real problem, Matthew, is first base. Yes. Okay. Are we going to re-sign Brandon or not? Yes. That is my gut, is that we will re-sign Brandon because he is, is that a... your heart talking or your head talking? Probably both. Uh, you know, <laughs> certainly my heart. Certainly. But I think there's some logic behind re-signing him, too. First and I foremost is that he, he is the epitome of what the Giants try and teach, right? And yeah. and has been before the Giants coaching staff even came to San Francisco. And so why... And the San a, Francisco Giants have finally become the team that Brandon Belt needed. What happened here is that in last season, the San Francisco Giants grew in to Brandon Belt. Yes. Everybody had been waiting for Brandon Belt to grow into the Giants, and it actually went the other way because Brandon Belt was still Brandon Belt. He did all the things he normally does, plus he got hurt in ridiculous ways. He played in less than 100 games, Ben, and he hit 29 29 home runs. runs. In less than 100 games. (laughs) So how could you not want to sign that? Like, I mean, that... He's yeah. because you know you look at the we talked about this in an earlier episode, right? There's like Joey Votto. There's Brandon uh, Belt's career is there's, not there's over. Freddie that Freeman, is true. yeah, yeah. And Freddie Freeman is signing with the Braves, right? I mean, how could they possibly let Freddie Freeman go? Uh, I'm not convinced o- that Brandon Belt's not the number two. Right. Free, for, I'm free not either. I, I, if you and said Freddie okay, Freddie, Freddie Freeman one, is your, you could get him. I'd be yeah. like, okay, yeah, that yeah. would make sense. But if you can't get Freddie Freeman, then Brandon Belt is the best first baseman on the market. And, yeah, and I and think I think one of the best first basemen in the National League. And I think he also demonstrated this past season. Like I, I think he was the same guy he's always been. I think just because of the whole captain thing, oh, and his just leadership the way that all played just... out. His leadership stuff really, I think, played. You know, it was finally visible to everybody. He kept the team right? loose during a really stressful last month of the season. I mean, he was. He was just the right guy to kind of lighten up that team and make what could be a really stressful stretch run into something that was fun for them and for the fans. Like, why would you not want to? But they're going to have to pay him a lot of money. I think way more money than Giants fans would have ever thought. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I, I think they should do it. I think they should do it. Just because, 
they do have a little bit of a window here before the kids really start showing up in earnest, right? Ramos yeah. is going to, we, we, we've already realized that Ramos is going to make his appearance next year, but we don't know how much of an impact he'll have. It's really, it's really the year after 2023 and 2024 is when, when the young bucks all start showing up and really starting to contribute at a significant level. None and of them are first basemen. Correct. Well, None of them right, are first yeah, yeah. basemen yet. Yet, yes. And I would say that, uh, yeah. I so I I do want to talk about what happens if they don't sign Brandon Belt. But I would say that this is this is the year to do it. Can, can, um, I, can I can I tell you something real quick though? Just we are mm-hmm. recording this the day before Halloween. Uh, I want my Halloween costume this year is I am going as Brandon Belt. <laughs> Uh, and and I'm not not just that. not just a jersey. My I have the 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 away visitor the away San Francisco jersey with the duck with the electrical tape C on it. But mm-hmm. that's not all. I bought a giraffe costume to wear underneath it with a captain sailor hat that I've sewn on mm. top of this giraffe head. And so I am going as Captain the- Giraffe Brandon Belt. The last piece on that, and I'm I don't know if you had time to do this. You probably didn't. Is it's got to have the nine on the back, and then above that, instead of belt, it's got to say daddy. <laughs> you know, I didn't have time. That's to do that's that, the but... ultimate Brandon Belt costume. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, I I commend you. That's a, that's a perfect costume. So I will put I, photos I, of that up on up on our yeah. Instagram and Twitter account. So I mean, I think I I do think that you know he's going to cost them a lot of money. Don't care um, if they want to sign him. I think I think it, it does. Good players cost mark. money, Ben. Right. Well, what if they want Nick Castellanos? What if they want Brandon Belt? Then what happens to the real captain? Could you know how much money they've they've taken off the books this year with like you know with Cueto being you know gone and and yeah, I mean, Cueto out. He, yeah. Cueto is still under contract, but he has a buyout. Right. And so, I mean, I think that they've got enough money to spread around. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's... Cueto, Cueto has a $5 million buyout. He's got he's got a $22 million team option. Right. So they save, what, $18 million or seven, they would you know, save, whatever, they 17. They would save $17 million. $17 million. Uh, yes. So that is, that that is, but they've got a $22 million option on one Gerald Dempsey uh, uh, Posey. Yes. And... Um, and I do. And should we just transition the, over to catcher? Then, let's or? transition to catcher because I think this is this is this is the question mark. But the other thing is, like, if it, would they be able to afford somebody like a Marte or a Castellanos if they sign a belt, and they deal with with Posey? Okay, I love Brandon Belt, and I and I would love for him to come back. But the man that has to come back is the real captain, Buster Posey. He has to come back. And the Giants have a $22 million team option on him with a $3 million buyout. And, or they renegotiate a longer term contract. And I will tell you this I would say Buster Posey has played first base before. But he is also the best catcher. Like, and and we, we yes, there's other things that we, we need to talk about. Kirk Casale, because Kirk Casale is actually under Giants control. He's arbitration eligible. He can come back. But the Giants have all kinds of problems at the catcher level. They are so deep at catcher, but they have like three guys that are Rule Five draft eligible that they got to deal with. And they have Patrick Bailey in behind behind Joey Bart, 
who is 25 years old and is done with AAA. So, I think Joey Bart might want to get his uh, first baseman's glove a little bit tuned <laughs> up. And uh, and maybe he could play first base. Joey and Bart is not hitting 29 home runs in less than 100 games. Nobody is, Matthew. I get that. I get oh, that. But what if I you're gonna, if, is, I, I feel like if you're gonna, if you're gonna do that to Bart, then just trade him for something that could bring value, because right. that's well, that's I mean, not that's, that's not strengthening. Well, that's the a team. great question because I do I do think that I do think that like even if even if you lose Belt, you mm-hmm. still do have the rough Lamont Wade situation, which is perfectly fine. Right. Like and, and and Wilmer Flores can 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 back you up at first base, right? You, you have you have three people on there, and then that leaves the Joey Bart um, and uh, and Buster Posey situation, both of whom can also place first base. So so I think if you don't land Brandon Belt and you can't sign anybody else, you still have perfectly good options there. Sure. So let's talk about catcher because okay. wait, first let's ask biggest... Bob. Bob Bob, who do you want catching? Buster Posey, right? Right. Right. Yes. And and that's Bob. Listen that's to Bob. Thing. Bob that's has it. Right. That's right. Even if okay, so even if there is a hole at first base, even it, the the days, the idea, you know, we used to think, oh, one day that Buster Posey was going to move to first base, it was going to happen. It ain't happening, folks. It ain't happening. The best catcher in the Giants organization is Buster Posey. The, the best, best catcher bu- in the major leagues in the major is leagues, Buster yeah, Posey. Is Buster Posey, right? I mean, I think the only person that could co- possibly compare to him overall was Yadier. And 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 is he done yet, or has he got one more year? I think he's done, right? Uh, yeah. I Did Yadier retire? No, I don't think he's retired. Anyway. Or does he have one more year coming? Are you gonna make me I don't remember, that up? but anyway, I think he's got one. He's got he's he's promised one more year. But anyway, the the point is is that Buster is by far and away the best catcher with the staff. Right, he is the best pitching catcher that the Giants have, and he is, if not the best in Major League Baseball, he's one of the best. You know, and we saw it time and time again when the the pitching coach for the Giants would come out and say nothing, and Buster would do all the talking, and then the pitching coach would just kind of nod. What was it? it's Bailey, right? His name is Bailey. Why am I forgetting our pitching Bannister? coach's name, Matthew? Bannister. Bannister. Ah, oh, God, thank you. Wow. It's been 37 episodes, people. What do you want from me? <laughs> um, and uh, I totally forgot his name. Um, yeah, I mean, Buster, we need Buster Posey behind the plate. So he's not going to play first base. He's got to catch as many games as he possibly can. But then what does that mean for Joey Bart? Especially when you still have somebody like Kurt Casale on, on the staff, like, on the roster, Kurt Casale is he is a major league backup catcher, right? I don't know that he's one of the top 30 in his profession, but he's definitely one of the top 60, right? Kurt Casale deserves and will be on a major league uh, team. Oh, yeah. And and so there's nowhere else that he can go for the San Francisco Giants. He if he doesn't if the, either the Giants have to move him or get rid of him or he has to be the backup catcher. But if they keep Posey and they keep Casale, then what do they do with Joey Bart? They can't leave him in AAA. I mean, does he even? Can he even be left? I think he can actually. Poor man. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the, the, the Fangrass has him. 
in the major league roster already. They're like, nah, he's the, he's a, he's the backup catcher. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, two options left. Two options. Oh my goodness gracious. Poor dude. He, he's 25 years old and he's done a triple a he's done. He's nothing left to prove there. And so, so, you know, I, I was just playing devil's advocate when I was talking about him playing first base. I, I totally agree that they need to bring Brandon Belt back. But, but even then, if they don't, they do still have Wade and Ruff that they could do. Don't the Giants have to trade Joey Bart? Don't they just almost have to? Yes, because, I mean, he's, they run the risk of it. Right now, he, his potential, uh, I think, is worth more than if he were to play and and yeah, not they have not to impress move him before opening day it feels like yeah and and, and they have some needs they've got they've got to open up some 40 man spots they've got and they're probably going to sell low on him that's the thing like if they do move him they're probably not going to get what they deserve because everybody's going to know you got to move him right, right? well yeah but yeah that's at the, the same time that's... but at the same time i mean premium catchers and he's got two options yeah yeah, you know, there's there's value there. Years old. There's tremendous value in Joey Bart. You know, yes, I I just it's it's a really interesting situation because I don't think anybody really saw this coming. I think we all thought that Bart was the heir apparent, and then Buster Posey comes back and shows us what he showed us last year. But then the question is, is Buster Posey going to come back? Because I guess that's that's the other thing that we don't really know. We don't know what Buster wants to do. Right. Well, they, and I think that that's that's a good point because I feel like. The biggest question mark is not whether the Giants want Buster, is whether Buster really wants to come back and play. And and the only team he'll ever play for, he said, is the Giants. And he's reached that point in his career where he's checked off pretty much every box, right? I mean, he's a three-time World Series champion. He is a uh, MVP, comeback player of the year twice, uh, you know, all perennial all-star. And he's also a legend that has uh, really done everything he could possibly want to do in a career. And he's made his money, right? And, and he's probably, yeah. He's... He had two twins born last year, which was the reason why he, you know, sat out in 2020. And so he could just say, I'm done. You know what? A lot of kids in their toddler years don't see dad every other week. And they turn out fine. <laughs> well, sure. But that's usually because They're... dad has to bring home the bank in order for his kids to, to eat, right? Buster doesn't need to do that. But what about me, Matthew? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good question. Because I think I'm Buster sure needs to think those about those little us, girls right? need their father. But what about me? What that's about right. my needs? What about us Giants fans, little girls? <laughs> Do you ever think about that, you selfish little twins? Oh, man. Uh, no, I mean, I, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I think that's really what it comes down to, right? It comes down to what he wants to do and what he has left to prove. And I don't think he has anything left to prove. Oh, no. I Yeah, I think, oh, the one thing I was going to say was, yeah, he probably clinched his Hall of Fame you know, Yeah, that's uh, done. Ticket I, he's year, in. Right? He's so, in. So he's got everything he'd want to achieve is done. Okay, listen, isn't there any honor in playing out your contract? Sure. $22 million worth of honor. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't walk away from $22 million, especially if I loved what I was doing. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh. but, you know, he is what we know about Buster is that he is a man of integrity. 
Oh, and, there's no doubt. Yeah. And and he will do what he feels is best for him and his family. And you can't argue with that as much as you would love to see. I would love to see Buster get a farewell tour. You know, yeah, like, can't you just can't Buster? Can't you just tell him just just show him how to say goodbye? Yeah. You know, just just. Put I want him to get like buddy. the rocking chair just, just, from from just, when he visits Colorado and just, the just the Harley Davidson time. when he visits Los Angeles. You know, I want him to get all the parting gifts. You know, that's what I want. Uh, yeah. Me too. While he's hitting three hundred right. and hitting twenty home runs, that's what I want. That's right, and winning the World Series exactly. for a fourth time. Right. <laughs> One last time. Come on, Buster, one last time. For old time's sake, Buster. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think that ultimately is the question, and I do think there's a lot of dominoes that fall from there. Um, I think the Giants, you know, I think they would probably go to him and just say, if they can't negotiate a contract, they probably have already had this conversation with him, which is like, we want you to stay. We'll do whatever you want. Uh, I would love to see them give him a Giants for Life contract that, you know, converts into some sort of, like, back office, you know, or, you know, thing. Um, yeah. but, um, the, you know, I, I think it really comes down to what Buster Posey decides what he wants to do, because if he decides he's going to play one more year, that does mean, I think the giants have to move Joey Bart. And I don't think it puts the giants in a horrible situation because of Bailey and how high rated he is. Yeah. And the giants, the giants have a bunch of catchers. My goodness gracious. That are rule five draft eligible, but they have this kid named, uh, Ricardo, uh, Genovis, who is just a just a hair older than Patrick Bailey. He's Rule Five eligible, and so you know he's the seventeenth ranked prospect in their organization, um, and so they're really deep and rich at catcher, uh, and they could I think make things make it work if they needed to by keeping certain people on the roster. Uh, so I don't think that even if Buster just played one more year, they're in a bad situation. Right. But maybe if Buster played one more year, that means they let Kurt Casale go and they hang on to Joey Bart. And right. Bart's a backup for one year. Right. Well, here's another, just before we wrap this up, because I think we need to move on, is uh, some mm-hmm. symmetry there. Is that Yadi Molina signed a one-year extension this summer uh, to finish mm. his career in 2022. And he's announced that 2022 will be his last year. Right. So why not have Buster and Yadier go out in the same year? Go out the same year. You know, then they go into the Hall of Fame together. You know, I think that there would be some uh, some symmetry there, but there uh, is some symmetry in that. Yeah. All right. So all right. so so the one thing we that we, talk, we're, we're gonna we got to talk about starting pitching before we wrap this up because we've only got one starting pitcher signed to next year. But, but what a starting pitcher! Oh is. yes, yes, and Logan Webb is you know our Clayton Kershaw, our could be Trevor. Well, no, we no, do we don't know. No, our, no. Our, no. our Max Scherzer, our we have an ace, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes, and and which makes it nice because you're not looking necessarily to pay ace money for slots two, three, four, and five, right? And but having said that, you know, we, we we're probably going to bring back at least one. Of the three, Gosman, right? Wood, or Disclafani, definitely right. one of those guys is coming back. Yes. Do you have a preference? You know, I I think I I prefer Gosman, but I know that he's going to command bank, and right. he's and gonna be so, more expensive than the other two. And if he goes more than four years and a hundred million, which I think he probably will, 
it makes it a little bit hard for me to swallow. But um, and I don't think someone who's 32 that you should be paying anything over a four year contract. Like, I just I think that that's that's stupid. Uh, so he may there. Be, and I just convinced that there's some team out there that's going to pay him like one hundred and twenty five million for five years or whatever. And then, you know, and, and if that's the case, then more power to him. But and, and in that case, I would I would prefer Alex Wood only because uh, I don't like the way Desclafani matched up against the Dodgers and and uh I just that 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 counts I think when it comes to tiebreakers because those two pitched pretty similarly this year I mean you look at their numbers you know some are better on wood and some are better with Desclafani and and but they were overall I think pretty similar uh but I think I prefer wood wow okay well you know what and he's a left-hander so you kind of need you know that in the rotation sure I prefer Desclafani Okay. And, and I'm only saying that just because you prefer wood. I'm looking at some of and I'm looking at some of dis, uh, sorry T Bone, T Bone Disco. Listen, he doesn't like Disco. Listen, Tony, Disco is a way better nickname. I know it's got all sorts of weird connotations. It would just it's just way better than T Bone. Yeah. And look, but, dude, I work for the I'll YMCA. You, you get used to it. Okay, you yeah, get used call, to the Disco. I'll call you T Bone if that's what you want. But Disco is a better nickname. Um, I'm just looking at his 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 stats in terms of his ERA plus this year, uh, his WHIP, his um, his hits per nine inning, his walks per nine inning. What a fantastic year you had, sir! Oh my goodness! You talking about yeah, Descalfani? you sucked. At, yeah, I'm talking about Descalfani. He sucked against the Dodgers. There's no doubt, but against everybody else, he was amazing, amazing. I, you know, I, I, I just he was a revelation. I, I, I do want. I mean, I Alex Wood and what he accomplished in terms of like, especially after the ablation and COVID and coming back from both of those things to be as much of a vital part of the rotation that he was. I mean, they were both, they both were kind of legendary in what they did. But Desclafani just, he was always there. I mean, he missed so few starts. He, you know, he and and. And I think in a lot of ways, he just kind of flew under the radar compared to like Gosman and Webb. And and then, yeah, he had these catastrophically bad games against the Dodgers where they kind of left a bad taste in your mouth. But Anthony Desclafani had a really good season this year. And I, I, I would, you know, I'd love to see. Honestly, I'd love to see all three of them come back. But I know that's probably not possible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you. I'll go Gosman number one. And then Desclafani number two. Alex Wood number three. Um, but you know, I, any one of them comes back, I would be like, oh, I'm glad they kept that guy. Well, here's a scenario. They, they sign Gosman to a long-term deal and maybe Gosman recognizes that the Giants are the reason that he's finally in a position to get this payday. I mean, this year, the qualifying offer, he made, I think almost as much money this year than he did his entire career prior. So, yes. so, you know, he's, he's going to make bank and maybe he says, you know what? I want to stay with the giants. Cause I like what they've got. I like what they're, where they're at. And, and he, you know, and he signs for a reasonable number. Then maybe you offer wood or Desclafani the qualifying offer. Uh, and, and you keep one of them, you know, they would have to accept that qualifying offer. But I, I, I think, 
you know, you keep one of them for, you know, 18 million, 19 million. I don't know what the number is, but somewhere around yeah. there this year. And I can't remember what all the rules are around the qualifying volume offer. You can only make the qualifying offer once to a player in yes. his career. So Gosman cannot make it. You also can't offer a qualifying offer to someone who's been traded midseason. And so mm. Bryant, for example, would have not have can't qualified. Have one, received one. Right. So, uh, but. And, but and, and if the Giants do, if the Giants make that and he ends up signing with somebody else, do the Giants get some sort of compensation? They get draft pick compensation, yes. The other right, team has yeah. to give up their first so round. The team that signs him, sign. the team that signs them has to give up their first round pick. And so that definitely scares off a lot of teams. So it makes it harder right. for the player to, to sign somewhere else. Well, let's see then. Who would I, let's do that to Alex Wood then because he's a former Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, so I think those are options too, but there's also free agents to consider. And, okay. uh, you know, number one, Max Scherzer. Uh, no. yeah, I think the giants broke him. No, <laughs> that's right. His arm still may sore. Be sore. I mean, we don't know. Sore. I mean, honestly, we have no idea. He, he literally said this has never happened to me before. We don't know what happened. Yeah. Man's 37, 36 years old. He just had a dead arm for the first time at the most important time in his career. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think I think for me, looking at the free agent pitchers, uh, a couple names stood out: uh, Carlos Rodon, and uh, oh. and and yeah. you know definitely would be a huge boost, but also expensive. So if you're signing Gosman, maybe you're not signing someone like Rodon. Marcus Stroman is another number. I actually really like him just because he's really active on social mm. media, and he's yeah, uh, Stroman's he's, a li- he's, he would be a little cheaper. He yeah. would be, and and he's mm-hmm. a pretty athletic guy. I think you know I think it would be kind of fun to to see him in a in a Giants uniform. But then I was scrolling through, looking at like there are literally like 20 guys that are free agents that had a war, a war between zero and 1.5 to two, which is kind of where we had like Wood and Desclafani before. You know, they came to the Giants. I think there are a lot of those kind of guys that are going to be like wanting to sign with the Giants because they're looking at what the Giants can do with, you know, with guys who are talented but haven't been able to put it all together. And I think I think they're going to have they're not going to have a problem at all filling their third, fourth and fifth spots because they're going to be they're going to be free agents. They're going to be begging to be a part of the Giants organization. I agree with you. I think that I think that's ultimately what the Giants are going to have to do. I, I think they should they should do what they can to bring at least one of these guys back. But I think the Giants, I think the Giants will attract a lot of starting pitchers given the track record of what they've done. I think the um, I think they'll attract a lot of hitters that way too. Yeah, and, and people and hitters are not going to be afraid of of the ballpark anymore. So Correct. I think the yeah. Giants are going to have an easier time signing free agents this year. And and so I think they will probably look for some bargains, which will which is good, because that will allow them to throw money at somebody like Brandon Belt or a Castellanos or uh, or whomever, right? right? Whomever they end up getting. But uh, you know, maybe it's on the starting pitching side where they decide to go spend a bunch of money, um, or maybe maybe Buster Posey says, "Yeah, no, give me three more years," and 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 so they have to end up doing something big there. So. So I do think I think they have put themselves by with their track record and what they've demonstrated that they can do now, I think multiple seasons in a row, but especially this season by revitalizing people's careers, by making them better players. uh, I think they're going to get a lot of interest from free agents, and I think that's going to allow them to find some bargains. That's what I'm counting on. And that's how we're going to keep the Dodgers in second place or who knows, maybe third place. Yeah. Nah, right. nah, 
Nah. nah, the Padres can't do it. The Padres can't do it, and we know those other guys have nothing. I don't know. Have they nothing. got a pretty good yeah, manager no, now. So. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got themselves a good manager. The San Diego Padres are still the San Diego Padres. Okay. All right. Well, and I also, I, I haven't had a chance to say this because our last episode was in the can before the Dodgers lost. I do want to con- congratulate on the show, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, for a great season. Uh, wow, you guys played really tough. 106 wins, um, and at the end of the season, you guys split the series with the Giants. So you, you you won as many as you lost against the Giants, and at the end of the day, the Giants are the National League West cha- Division champions, and you're the champions of nothing. Suck That's it. Right. Suck <laughs> it, Dodgers. Suck it. Congratulations on nothing. Dodgers suck. Yeah, they do, Bob. Uh, that's a free agent question that we have to figure out, Tom, uh, Matthew. Bob? Bob, Bob yeah. we might be able to... Are we going to re-sign Bob? Like, I think Bob, Barbara, Bob is arbitration eligible, so we're going to have to he go... He is arbitration arbiter. eligible. Uh, so we're going to have to... We don't even know. He might, he might retire. We don't he know. might. We don't know. Yeah, he may want to spend time with his kids. I don't know. Uh, yes, that's a big question mark for us. All right, all right. Uh, well, we have definitely gone long on this, but we got to wrap this up. But So the bullpen... Yes. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time in there. I mean, I think most of those guys are coming back. Watson and Leon are the two free agents. Uh, I suspect that they're going to do what they always done. They're going to invite a bunch of potential arms into spring training, and they're going to sign some guys to minor league deals, and they're just going to rotate through until they find their mix. But having said that, I mean, we know that we're a lot better off this year going into 2022 than we were going into last year. I think we have a lot of question marks answered. Yes, we've got a closer. Dominic is a big question question mark. Yes, we know who our closer is. You have Rodgers and McGee both coming back. You have Gregory Santos is going to be back. Um, he is playing now in the Arizona Fall League and looks as good as he did when he was with the Giants. Does so, he look really muscular? Uh, he looks uh, – I don't know, Matthew, but I assume he looks – Did the steroids cl- work? That's what I want to know. <laughs> was the 80 games worth it? No, they weren't. They weren't <laughs> worth it. But the point is he's back uh, and and pitching well. So I think um, I think we can expect to see him on the on the roster i think the giants bullpen is going to be much more familiar to us and we're going to feel a lot more comfortable about it but yeah yeah i think there's still good some question marks there um but they'll fill them out and we'll, we'll figure it out hopefully hopefully it's not a work in progress through the entire season as it was <laughs> in 2021 all right well and and then i guess the big question is does all this really matter everything that we just talked about i mean a collective bargaining agreement ends on december 1st and uh, will we have a work stoppage? Will we have a lockout? Will, you know, that's to be seen, I think. I mean, yeah, you and I obviously have no idea what's going to happen. But I will say this, like, the the animosity between the two sides seems to have just tapered off and practically disappeared. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of negative talk, I think, a year ago. And, and in between, the, you know, after the 2020 season, and I think even leading into the 2020 season before the pandemic started, it seems like they've made a lot of headway. And I, I don't know why that is. And, and maybe people smarter than us can figure that out. But but hopefully that's true. I do think that we have seen the last of pitchers hitting. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think Logan Webb got his home run right in the nick of time. Yeah, he did. And um, and I think that that will allow there to be contract growth um, and uh, and hopefully they'll, they'll they'll talk a little bit about automating um, the adjudication of the game 
and getting uh, some more robot umpiring ability capabilities oh, in there. One can dream. But at the end of the day, yeah, let's hope there's no work stoppage because I, I do want it to matter. Because uh, there needs to be a season two of Giant Cocktails. That's right. So season two is coming. Uh, listeners, I think we are uh, we are going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, certainly not going to be publishing weekly like we have during the season. Uh, we will be jumping on whenever there's like a big free agent signing or something kind of noteworthy comes up. We'll we'll jump on and do a podcast about that. Look for us around the new year. We'll probably do something around New Year's resolutions and the Giants and have some fun with that. Uh, and then we'll, be, of course, be back in earnest during spring training with our regular weekly lineup. Uh, but in the meantime, right. in the meantime, Ben, we have a little side project that we're looking to launch. That's right. Yeah. So uh, Matthew and I have been enjoying the podcasting experience so much. And and not only that, but but the cocktail experience so much that uh, Matthew and I are going to be creating a spinoff cocktail, uh, a spinoff podcast, I should say, um, all about cocktail making. And uh, we will we will cross post um, that when that launches and goes live. But that will actually end up being its own entirely own podcast on it on a, at a different location. But we'll let you know about that here when it goes live. Um, but yeah, so Matthew and I are, are going to be dabbling out, going out into a different angle. And that'll actually allow us to go deep into the craft of cocktail making and talk about cocktails in depth. So if that is something that has interested you or you've enjoyed from our show, look forward to that because um, that will be coming to your ear holes, hopefully in the not too distant future. Yeah. And, and I'd say, you know, we've talked about this podcast. Obviously, we haven't recorded anything yet, but our, our thought is to really, uh, especially during this first season of this new podcast, yet to be named, by the way, we'll figure that out. Uh, but really just trying to uh, basically have a beginner level type of, of uh, podcast. So if you're new to cocktail making, I was before this year, uh, we hope to you know, educate you and, and let you learn some of the, the key components to cocktail making so that you could do some you know cocktail making on your own at home or at least know what to order at a bar and you know what, what might you might like and what you might not like. And uh, we'll definitely dip into all the different spirits and some key cocktails and uh, really try to teach as we learn as well. So that's that's the focus, and hope yes, you'll join this us. Is, this is definitely an amateur cocktail podcast targeted at amateurs and beginners, and we hope that you will will grow with us as we as we experiment and learn more about this craft that that we that we have uh, um, have begun to, to to enjoy so much. All right. So yeah, with that. I think we should wrap this up. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Giant Cocktails. And uh, in the meantime, just uh, put us on uh, notifications on for our podcast. So when we do go live or when we do launch, you'll get a notification uh, so that you can keep up with Giants and, and what we're talking about. So enjoy your off season. Have a happy holidays, everyone. And Ben, I will see you soon. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Everybody, it has been an absolute blast. I have loved experiencing this season along with you all, and especially with you, Matthew. This has been so much fun. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't give it up for anything. It was a tremendous blast. 
And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to next year and, and all of the things to come. So cheers back to you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up.